Hello and welcome to Canby's Quarterly Results Podcast. I'm Gerard Starkey, the SVP of Marketing and Communications at Canby. And as ever, I'm joined by Canby CEO Christian Nylan and CFO David Kenyon. Today, we're discussing the Q2 2022 results. Good morning, gents. Thanks for joining me. And Christian, if I'll start with you, please. We saw revenue of 34.7 million, operating profit of 4.9 million euros. And excluding DraftKings impact, operating turnover was up 16%. But how do you reflect on the Q2 results and, and Canby's performance as a whole? Yeah, I'm quite pleased, I must say, given the circumstances. I think it's a, a very robust performance with quite good underlying growth. I mean, it's a very tough uh, comparable uh, this uh, quarter. First, uh, we don't have any large football tournament since we have decided to play the World Cup in December this year. And, and we had a, a big Euro in Q2 last year. We don't have any revenues uh, from uh, Kindred and, and our partners in uh, Netherlands. However, it's offset to some extent by BetCity and JVH, but not fully. And uh, of course, we have uh, the DraftKings migration that uh, didn't happen until uh, July last year. So, so uh, it is tough comparables, but uh, given all of that, I, I think we have a really nice quarter. When it comes to other things, I mean, yeah, we, we have done 18 launches. Uh, this quarter, including uh, four uh, operators uh, the first uh, day in Ontario. Uh, we have re-entered Mexico with RSI. So, very pleasing. Uh, we have done an uh, extension with Bet Parks, which we're very pleased with, and, and signed a new partnership with Mohegan in Ontario. And on the tech side, we, we have uh, successfully been able to complete the first phase of, of uh, what we call the trading gate way, which will uh, definitely make us more efficient uh, in the future. If I can just dig a little bit deeper on that um, trading gateway and, and kind of how that fits into your modularization strategy, you know, you spoke in, in the report about, you know, the trading gateway and separating the pricing from the sports book. But how do you kind of boil down the advantages that, that this will bring both to, to you, Canby, and also to your partners and prospective partners? Yeah, so firstly, and what was the main driver from the beginning was that we felt we, we wanted to become more agile working with the pricing algorithms and, and being able to much quicker adapt them. And to do that, we, we really had to untangle the trading and pricing from the Sportsbook core technology. That will make us more efficient internally, which is great. That also gives us a lot of future possibilities. You mentioned modularization and, and by untangle the pricing, we could very easily uh, sell the prices uh, externally, uh, not going through Canby Sportsbook platform. And then on the other, hand, the other side of it, we can also start integrating uh, other third parties into to our Sportsbook platform uh, if our uh, partners, we uh, think that is a good idea, and our partners can also start looking at at uh, doing some overpricing themselves uh, through the gateway. So, just to to clarify on that final point, that this will enable partners to carry out partial trading themselves and, and and trade using their own technology that that then kind of communicates with the Canby platform. Yes, once uh, we are complete with the final phase of of, of a gateway, that will be 
absolutely possible. So that is something that uh, we're looking forward to. And, and we see some demand from existing operators, but more importantly, from future prospects. Excellent. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Also in the quarter, there was there was good news regarding three GR awards. Obviously great to win those. What does that kind of success mean to, to you and, and the rest of the company? I mean, it's always nice to get such recognition. It's uh, brilliant for, for our teams internally to feel that uh, we're doing a great job. Of course, it's nice uh, for, for uh, our partners and, and prospects to see that, okay, industry peers uh, look at Cambia as a number one supplier. We have been winning the Sportsbook platform of a year, three years consecutive now, so, so that's great. But maybe more pleasing this time was to winning uh, the Innovation Award uh, with a Bet Builder product. I mean, we have been talking about uh, the Bet Builder product quite extensively throughout uh, the year in, in quarter reports and, and getting recognition of, of uh, our work is uh, very, very nice, I must say. Yeah, fantastic indeed. Okay, thanks for now, Christian. If Moving across to, to you now, David, if we can dive a little bit deeper in the numbers, please, and perhaps you can shed a, a bit more light for us on the year-on-year turnover comparisons and, and kind of what drove that 16% increase, but also some of the, the headwinds faced this quarter, as, as Christian touched on briefly at the start. Yeah, I mean, there were there were some headwinds, and I, I hope to start with, let's say, to achieve 16% turnover growth despite the Netherlands and the Euros impact, it's extremely strong. So I think it's, it's an excellent result in total. Mm. In terms of headwinds, yes, DraftKings, we can't avoid it. It was 20 to 30% of our revenue in Q2 2021 and, and higher than that even on a turnover basis. So it is, of course, a huge impact on the numbers. In terms of the specifics we have in Netherlands, yeah, Kindred, of course, was active Q2 2021 and we have zero revenue or turnover from them here in Q2, but we are extremely excited about them going forward with uh, having launched here in early July. And of course, Euro 2020, which which was uh, delayed for a year, and but Q2 last year was, I think, 44 out of the 51 matches took place in, in Q2. So again, that's a big, big impact when we look at the comparatives. But, you know, that, that said, despite these headwinds, we did achieve 16% growth, and that's, you know, a number of reasons. It's, uh, we've had eight, eight new operators launched since this time last year. We started with various markets, including a number of US states and most recently Ontario and Canada. And more generally, we've seen growth from some of some of our bigger operators on an organic basis. All these factors have helped get to that 16% despite despite the headwinds. And I think looking forward in terms of operator turnover, absolutely we have the prospect of the, the much busier sporting calendar. We've got the World Cup coming in Q4 and, and around that the football seasons in all the different countries are, are condensed both before and after that World Cup. And as I mentioned, Kindred launching in July is, is a huge boost and we're really happy for them that they're launching. So it looks strong on the um, turnover front. And of course, probably more importantly, Canby continues to be to be profitable and, you know, over recent years has built a strong balance sheet. However, in Q2, it probably fair to say that cash flow was was perhaps slightly lower than, than could have been anticipated this quarter. So I wonder if you can just explain some of the, the factors behind that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a couple of, I'd say, one-off or temporary factors affecting that cash flow. We've had some fit-outs of some of our offices around the world, which happened to take place here in Q2 as we kind of scale up for the future. Uh, and mm-hmm. secondly, a particular quirk of the Maltese tax system is whereby you uh, you pay your tax up front and they get a partial refund. And that refund fell over the wrong side of the, uh, the break in the quarters. So we're expecting a refund in Q3. 
but okay. it, it just makes that tax outflow look a little bit higher than you'd expect in Q2. But on a general basis, you know, we've got over 80 million euros in the bank. I think it's a, it's a really strong position to be in in terms of a balance sheet, both for the ability to carry out M&A in the future or share buybacks, as we've done both of those fairly recently and you know, we're looking at both potentially in the future. Okay, super, that clarifies that. And just finally from you, David, on a more general note, I suppose, you know, regulation is something that, that can be always looks forward to as a driver of future business. How do you view the regulatory landscape currently with regards to the, the addition of new markets that could be of interest to Cambia in the near future? Yeah, it continues to keep us really busy on the regulatory front. The team's been extremely busy in Q2 and, you know, as we plan ahead, a lot of work to be done. We've got a number of ongoing license applications and then as well as that, there's some big jurisdictions which could license in the near future. So, you know, you're looking at California and Ohio as two examples I'd pull out in, in the US in particular. Um, California, wait with eagerness to the uh, to November and, and what will happen on that front. Ohio mm-hmm. looks like it's going to go ahead in, in January 23. So there it's uh, yeah, already plenty of work for the team to make sure we're ready to launch on day one. And then looking beyond beyond the US, yeah, Brazil, of course, is the one that should be mentioned. There have been some delays, it seems. It's, it's got massive potential for us as a market and yeah, we're looking forward to regulation there as soon as possible. I think all those ones I've mentioned, they, they really improve our addressable market. It makes regulation an exciting prospect for us, I'd say. Yeah, indeed. Sounds like there's plenty to look forward to over the next few quarters, fingers crossed. Yeah, they can regulate in speedily fashion. Thanks for that, David. Just finishing up with you now, Christian, to round it off. We're now over the halfway point of the year. So just your reflections on the first half of the year, really, and what you're most looking forward to for, for the rest of 2022. Yeah, I mean, so far we we feel we have performed very well this year. Of course, I mean, DraftKings uh, leaving, I think we have shown great resilience as a business and, and having quite a strong underlying growth. And, and I mean, I think it's really worth highlighting our profit profitability. I mean, it's not all companies in this industry that is generating cash like us. So I really feel we we are in a great position going forward. And then if you look on on, uh, operational side, I mean, we're very uh, pleased with what we have done uh, with uh, Trading Gateway. And I think we're getting closer and closer to uh, the study we have presented around uh, creating a more open platform and more modernized service that will have a greater appeal to to, to larger market than, than we have been able to address before. And then, of course, we have taken a clear lead with uh, our bet builder, and that is shown by the awards we're winning. And of course, there is a World Cup coming up. It's a very exciting event, and I hope we have some uh, new nice features uh, coming out for the big tournament in December. I'm very confident uh, going forward. I think uh, the pipeline is looking very nice. So I hope we will win uh, a few new partners uh, during the year. Super. Thanks for that. I think we'll leave it there, gents. So thanks to you, Christian. And thank you, David, for joining me this morning. And we'll be back on the 26th of October to discuss the Q3 2022 results. Hopefully see you there.